This is Bumper to Bumper, the car show. Drive in anxious and cruise out confident with the best automotive info for your vehicle. And now your host, Matt Allen. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm your host, Matt Allen, your KTAR car guy, here to help you every single Saturday with your car. And that's whatever it may be with your car. You may not need something today, but there's inevitably you got a question on something you should do to your car or shouldn't do with your car, more importantly. Maybe you got a list of repairs or you're just the soccer mom cruising around and you're not really quite sure of the maintenance and the things that the people at the shop tell you about the car. So that's why we're here on the weekends is just to help you sort that out. There's no question that's off limits. I don't think anyway. <laughs> so anything you want to talk about with your car, I'm going to bring up some topics that I think are relevant that I've seen in my shops this week or on the news or different publications or trends. We'll talk about that. But again, whatever you want to talk about, it's your show. So 602-277-5827. It's 602-277-KTAR. And as always, I like when... Um, when we are able to help you, there's a lot of people that call in, we give some advice, some of the do-it-yourselfers fix it themselves, or I might have a, an idea what it is and send you to the shop. If I'm right, I like to know about it. Or even if I'm wrong, I even want to know more about it if I'm wrong than if I'm right. I always like uh, appreciate the follow-up sometimes. So you can do that by texting at 411-923, and maybe we'll I'll, uh, talk about your text if it's a question, or I might type back to you or whatever. And I always try to get to those. So, um, again, 602-277-5827. And if you're up in the North Scottsdale area this weekend, you're going to be fighting a lot of traffic. I was up there by the quarter already this morning dropping my daughter off for volleyball, and it's a, a zoo from the open. There's already people walking down the road, carry double-fisted with their Miller Lite 24-ouncers, uh, <laughs> you know, chugging down. I don't know where the heck they parked, but uh, but they're walking in mass. They had 4,000 people go through the front gates at 7 o'clock this morning. In like 27 seconds, exactly. probably. <laughs> Looking to get a seat at 16. Holy yeah, I, I, I saw the thing. I will be nowhere, <clears throat> nowhere, nowhere near that, that chaos at all, I, I don't think so. Again, um, I better turn off my phone. It's over here beeping at me. But, um, yeah, so if you're out there, you want to be careful, of course, a lot of people on the road. Rainy roads. The good news with all the rain we've got, you know, when you first get a sprinkle or a light rain after it hasn't rained in a while, the roads are really, really slippery. Not so much now. I mean, they're going to be slippery. They're wet. You know, I love the signs on there for you. Hey, it's raining. The roads are wet. It's like, yeah, no kidding. It's raining. <laughs> I don't need a sign to tell me it's raining. I guess the reminder is to slow down a bit. Um, headed up north. I've got a buddy that's been going back and forth up to Munns doing some work on a cabin up there and skiing. He's always sending these pictures about the <clears throat> the amount of snow. I think there's two feet up there now. So if you're heading north, take some precautions. I mean, again, if you're fairly good about taking care of your car, it's not like you got to go to the shop to get it checked out. But stop in. Check your tire pressures. Make sure your windshield wipers are not going to fly off the car or, or they actually work. You know, put them to the test. Give it a little tug from the end because it's going to tear. Must well tear now while it's in Phoenix before you head north. you got to have good windshield wipers. And as well as try to make sure you get the antifreeze style windshield washer fluid. The stuff you go buy off the shelf in Maricopa County is not freeze-proof. It will freeze, and then you get behind that semi or whatever it is on the road and all that stuff in your window, and you go pull the trigger and squirt, boom, there's nothing there but a big old mess on your window. So there's just a couple of little safety things. Um, another one, I think my friend Scott, I think he said he got stuck for two hours northbound I-17, couldn't get in the flag because it was shut down. Now ask yourself, what the heck are you going to do for two hours? I sure hope you've got two hours worth of fuel in your car to idle. You know, you want to be on the top half. You know, the top half of the fuel tank is, I, I'm, you know, I'm the one to run lean. I mean, I will have my fuel light come on all the time. But I'm I'm always running on the top half on, on a road trip. You know, at least you can stay in the car, stay warm. If you've got some issues, carry held up his bottle of water. Well, there's lots of snow if you get thirsty, but it sure is nice to have a bottle of water or a... A blanket, um, you know, some chains, throw them in the trunk. 
If you've got an all-wheel drive car, that's great. But you remember, four-wheel drive and all-wheel drive will help you go. Mm, they'll help you stop so much. So remember, you know, just because you can go and you've got traction, you've got to be able to stop that vehicle too. Um, you know, so so you want to be be careful and be cautious of that. Just uh, again, just because you can go doesn't mean that you can stop. So. That's your your travel advice from me today. It looks like the snow. Oh, we've got some sun poking through. I don't know what's going to happen with the rain today in Phoenix. So I think oh. it's going to clear by noon. We yeah. hope because especially for the golf tournament, they wanted to have clear skies <laughs> as much as they can to did get they, the tournament in. Did they put their order into the man upstairs? They, they did. Dear God, please. He uh, refused. They already stopped the tournament for fifteen minutes. Checklist. This morning, so yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. He said, if you can get some of the debauchery down, Be we'll nice. give you some exactly. weather. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, Amen. A couple things happening in the shop, and we had Carrie. We had somebody that I think we talked um, a couple weeks ago about bushings or some suspension noises and, and and I don't know if it was somebody that called in and said that somebody had told them this or they had some broken bushings and and in the winter time we tend to hear these things creak you know I'm getting old I had a birthday I think it was last week maybe it was the week before I don't even remember now um, you know I crack a little bit my ankles are a little sore in the morning when it's cold not so much in the summertime though but I don't need to go get a new knee because it makes a pop in the morning. And I think you need to be careful with your car. Sometimes when they're cold, the cars aren't cars aren't emotional, but they do know the difference between hot and cold at times. Um, cars will make some funny noises when they're cold or after the rain. You know, you get a lot of water in the wheels and in the brake area and stuff like that. So you might get a little bit of a brake squeak for a day or two after driving all this rain. Don't freak out about it. Not that big of a deal unless it stays consistent or you have a problem. But I had two episodes this week, and we talked about people overselling things, shops overselling repairs. Two different shops from two different sides of the world, west side and southeast, you know, East Valley. One happened to be a BMW, and I don't remember the other kind of car, but one was brought into us for, well, they actually both brought into us for second opinions. And a lot of people will sell control arm bushings. It's a very high failure rate on a lot of cars. I mean, my BMW, they failed in 42,000 miles. Not uncommon. Big, heavy car, though. But other cars, 70, 80, 90,000 miles. But it's a rubber component. And what happens over time, that rubber starts to deteriorate and it cracks. Well, that's okay that it cracks a little bit. It's the point when that rubber it starts to crack through or allows movement. And I always say, like, my tennis shoes. I'm wearing a pair of tennis shoes. They're a few months old. They're a little worn on the edges. You know, there's a little spot where I drag my foot a little bit. Yeah, they're worn, do they need to be replaced? Like if my tennis shoes were the control arm bushings on this BMW that went to this shop out in, in, in Gilbert who has 13 locations scattered throughout, if my tennis shoes were those control arm bushings, they'd be telling me I need new tennis shoes. And I don't need new tennis shoes. There's nothing wrong with the ones I have. Of course they're going to wear a little bit. So just want to be cautious about some of that stuff. Please ask the questions, especially about these suspension parts and and if you especially if you don't have a symptom. This lady with the BMW, she went in for an oil service and of course we're going to find things. Sometimes you have to have a symptom, but then again you don't always want to wait for a symptom to make a repair. That's why we call it maintenance. But you've got to spend the money the right way at the right time, and we want to help you do that. So anything going on with your car, we are going to take a quick break. 602-277-5827. 602-277-KTAR. And, of course, text at 411-923 or listen to Bumper to Bumper Radio, and we'll be right back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Hi, Kurt Rock here for Kurt's Auto Repair. Times and technology has changed, but at Kurt's, we're still the same family-owned and operated business that has enabled us to earn a perfect Better Business Bureau record for over 30 years. Our master technicians are experts in everything automotive, foreign and domestic, gas and diesel. Come experience quality and service that time has not changed. Check us out online at MyCarHurts.com. If your car hurts, take it to Kurt's. 
Hi, Greg Ellis, host of the Bunker to Bunker Golf Show. Are you looking for a competitive edge for your game? Check out Shady Rays, the premium polarized sunglasses backed by a lost or broken 100% customer satisfaction guarantee. For golfers, there's the new Green Wolf Shades, the first sunglasses built specifically for golf. Use the promo code B2B and get 30% off at the Carolyn Commons location in Scottsdale. Hi, this is Kelly. After my husband and I moved to Arizona, we were looking for an honest, trustworthy repair shop. We happened to meet Spencer Dusay, owner of H&I Automotive, and we were quickly impressed with him personally as well as how he ran his business. Spencer has trained his highly skilled staff to focus on giving their customers friendly and honest service as their top priority. We always know in advance what the repair is and why with a fully supported digital diagnostic estimate. They're transparent, they communicate, and they stand behind their work. As a woman, I feel respected. I'm not a mechanic, and I always feel confident with their communications and their work. 13 years later, and we've never been disappointed. After all this time, we're still being greeted by the same friendly employees, which speaks highly of the type of business Spencer has built. Check out all of their five-star reviews for yourself online. H stands for honesty, and I stands for integrity. You feel it every time you visit them. Welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. Boy, Carrie, I don't know if that's not a way to fire off the second segment here and get the blood pumping. I don't know what is it. Got to hit that button, Carrie. Get the <laughs> Come on now. So anyway, welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm your host, Matt Allen. Uh, got some open lines. We've got Steve. Looks like we've got Dell and Florence. Open line 602-277-5827. Uh, we'll talk a little bit later about a car we had in the shop this week with uh, water intrusion. How does water get into the car? Um, all kinds of different ways. Maybe you've uh, had that happen before. Maybe it's a sunroof vent or some other things. We can talk about that and some of the damage that happens and, and how to clean it out. I have a text message here at 411923. Discuss how to use your defrost rinse and when to put your AC on to remove the fog within the car. That's a good point. You know, in the summertime, we always want the recirculated air going. We don't want to bring, we don't want to be sucking cold, hot air in to then have to recool it. But then you get a lot of people in the car. Yeah, you got to get some fresh air because everybody's breathing. You know, five guys in the car, and you've got all this uh, exhaust fumes, so to speak, in there. It starts to get a little bit muggy. Well, in this winter time, especially now when it's raining. The car does utilize the air conditioner to dry the air. That's what the car does. It's pulling the moisture out of the air. Same thing in the summertime. That's why you've got the condensation dripping from underneath the car when it's humid. That same moisture is what's fogging up your windshield in the car. So when you get in the car in the morning, you're going to drive, you should turn on the defrost, and your air conditioner is probably going to automatically turn on. I don't really pay attention too much, but I do hit my AC button in my car, even when I turn that thing up to 78 degrees, because it will help dry the air, and that is part of the defrost function. So thanks for that text message, whoever that was. And we're going to get to the phone, some open line, 602-277-5827. We've got Alex, Dell, and then Steve is first with an 87 Geo Tracker. Steve, how can we help you? Steve, are you there with Hello? your geo? Yeah, there you go. What's going on with yeah, your geo? I'm here. Okay. Um, I have a bunch of Suzuki. I have some uh, from 86 to 96 uh, Suzuki uh, Samurai Sidekicks trackers, and they all have um, adjustable valves on them. Sure. And I've had them for years and years, 30 years I've had them, and it tends to... In my thinking, the valves seem to get tighter as you more miles you put on. Mm-hmm. My, my, I'm looking for your thought of of um, 
rather than taking a chance of burning the valve, you know, the, especially the exhaust valve, by opening up the valve clearance on, on both of them, say, two to four thousandths more than, than factory, and I'm not concerned about the slight amount of horsepower that would be lost doing that. What's your thoughts? Well, I mean, you want to you want to go with the spec, and you know that's a good point, Stephen. Whether it's your your twenty five year old car, or however old some of those Suzuki Samurais, or a newer Honda Accord or Toyota, a valve adjustment is one of the most overlooked services that cars really do need. So, when you do the valve adjustment, you need to be looking at the process. Most of them want the car to be ice cold, stone cold, because, of course, metal expands and contracts, and some of these different metals in the car expand and contract it at different rates, and they're, and they're affected by heat differently. So you have to follow the procedure and the spec. And then there's going to be you know, specification with a window, and I don't know the thousands or how many fractions of a millimeter or whatever it is, you've got to be in that range. And it's just a feel when the technician's adjusting. There's a, a gauge you slide in there, and sometimes it's a go, no-go gauge. There's a step, and if it hits, that's you know, you're at your limits. Um, you really want to stay if the, in the specs. If your valves, and in, in your case, and you're doing this yourself, if they seem that they tighten over time, you could go a little bit looser. You know, I go back way old school, my old Volkswagen, early 80s when I had that. We're talking 60s Volkswagens, and same with my old Porsches. The number three cylinder on those cars tends to run hotter, so we always left the exhaust valve on that side a little bit looser. So there are some tricks to that, but we also do see, I mean, and, you, and he said it perfectly, the valves tend to tighten up. If you look in a Honda's owner manual, like your Honda Pilot, if you're driving a Honda Pilot, something with a V6 and a cord, uh, the ridge line, those do have adjustable valves. But Honda's problem is if you go through the service manual and all the service intervals, it says adjust valves, but there's a, or it says check valve clearance, adjust if noisy. Well, they get noisy when they get loose, and we're not finding the trend that they're getting loose. We're finding the trend that they get tight, and when they get tight, what happens is, you know, it's just a, it's hard to explain visually. I'm very visual with my hands here, but there's a there's a rocker arm, so there's a rod pushing on an arm that's got a fulcrum, a, a, a pivot point, and that pushes up, and then the other side goes down, picture your teeter-totter, and then a valve opens. You've got to have a slight gap there. I mean, we're talking thousandths of an inch. If there's no gap, it's tight, and when the push rod pushes up, it's going to open the valve too soon. So then what we see is we see check engine lights and stuff from a lean fuel condition because we're letting, you know, it could be on the exhaust side, we're not opening soon enough, or we're opening both too soon and letting the air and the fuel mixture out. So if you've got one of those cars... Even if you're a technician out there, guys, you've got to be looking at the valve adjustment. Just minor service like that can really make a difference in how the car runs. And like he said, he's worried about the valve getting tight. If they get tight, that's when they start to burn. They're going to leak a little bit of pressure by their exhaust gases, and that will start to burn the valve. And then you've got a whole other set of issues. So one way to know if the car you're working on needs a valve adjustment, 99% of the time the spec is on the sticker under the hood. If there's no spec there for a valve adjustment. It probably is not a regular service that's due. So thanks for that call, Steve, but just keep on adjusting away on those. And again, older ones, the older 80s, 90s, sometimes it was 15,000 miles, sometimes they're 60, sometimes they're 45. We need to get in the owner's manual to, to keep an eye on that. So thanks for the call, Steve. Dell and Florence. Got one of those Hondas that needs a valve adjustment. Got a 2011 CRV. How can we help you today? Hi, how are you? And first of all, I enjoy your program. This is the first time I've ever listened to it, and I, I appreciate you. Wow, well, good. Okay. Thanks for joining. You're quite welcome. Thanks for taking me in. Okay. Uh, you know, I have a uh, – which one? Was this the, the – uh, Cord? I mean, I the have CRV. A, I, I, I got three vehicles here, and each one of them have a problem. Okay, on the CRV, right, there, there's – the timing, the, the timing, the, the timing sprocket 
uh, with the chain and everything else or the belt, it needs to be replaced. Is that a super hard job to do or because it, it makes a heck of a, a rattling noise when you start it up? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's functional. It goes down the road, but uh, I don't know if it's, if it's going to leave somebody walking or whatever. Well, what we really need so, to do. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead, sir. Well, what we need to do is really find out what's causing that noise. Off the top of my head, I am pretty certain that 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 car does not have a timing belt, if I remember right. That is a timing chain on that on that particular engine, if I'm right. And a timing chain does not require regular maintenance. It's not something you now timing belt you place at sixty thousand, ninety thousand, hundred and five thousand. Excuse me, whatever okay. whatever it is that the manufacturer recommends, and you really need to do that. Typically, All right. And typically, timing belts don't make noise. If your car does have a timing belt and it's making noise, we see on a lot of the Nissan V6s and the Hondas, the belt will get loose and it will slap, and it will actually slap and hit the plastic covers. But on your CRV, Dell, I am pretty confident that, that has a timing chain. So now we got to figure out why is it making the noise. Um, it could just have a loose timing chain. They do wear out. They're, you know, over time, the chains stretch. They wear out. And then the tensioner is supposed to keep the tension on that. But at some point, the tensioner will get to its maximum uh, ability to tension. And then the chain is just noisy. However, you could still have a chain that's perfectly fine and maybe just a faulty tensioner. You could have valves that are noisy, although those would stay noisy because they're not hydraulic on that car. You could have a, maybe a cheap oil filter that's allowing the oil to drain down, and it takes a minute, and then the noise goes away after it starts up. But let's first identify what the noise is and then decide what the solution is. Um, that's the best way to go. Let's just not throw money at it. Get an experienced ear to take a look at it. If you're out there in the East Valley, check bumper-to-bumper-radio.com if you're looking for a shop. Take a quick break. Alex, you'll be next. Open line 602-277-5827. Hi, this is Champ with Champ's Family Automotive. We are a family-owned and operated full-service center for your automotive and diesel needs. Have you been searching for a trustworthy automotive and diesel repair shop? Well, come see us in Goodyear or Surprise. Import, domestic, or diesel. Yes, we take care of it all with state-of-the-art technology and technicians. Bumper-to-bumper radio approved. Check us out at champsfamilyautomotive.com. And yes, that's champsfamilyautomotive.com. Towing. You may not need it today, but when you do, you really do. Who do you call? In Arizona, there's one company that stands apart. Professional Towing. Professional Towing has an unwavering dedication to prioritizing customers' needs with transparency, honesty, and integrity. They cover light duty to medium duty and heavy duty transport, guaranteeing top service in all towing categories. Check them out at ProTowingAZ.com or call 480-797-9922 today. Fast, friendly, and reliable. That's Professional Towing. Bunker to Bunker invites you to come elevate your golf game in 2024 with the Bunker to Bunker Club membership. You get an official USGA handicap, subscription to the AZ Golf Insider magazine, and invitations to Bunker to Bunker's popular two-person scramble events and rewards promotions throughout the year. Register now and you're automatically entered to win VIP hospitality to the 2024 Waste Management Phoenix Open. For more information, go to BunkerGolf.com. The Bunker to Bunker Club. It's the best value in golf since the mulligan. Old-fashioned service with all the latest in modern technology. It's not a dream. It's what they do at Import Car Specialists. Conveniently located in the Biltmore area, right off the 51 at Indian School. The expert team at Import Car Specialists look forward to solving all of your import service needs. So bring in your classics, that old Triumph, Alfa Romeo, or maybe your new BMW, Mercedes, or Audi. They can take care of all of it for you. Check them out today at Import Car Specialists. KTAR News now. KTAR News time is 11:30. I'm Troy Barrett. Former Arizona Corrections Director Charles Ryan has been sentenced to probation after he was involved in an armed standoff with police at his home in Tempe back in 2022. Ryan entered a plea of no contest to felony disorderly conduct charges. Police went to Ryan's home in 2022 after reports of gunfire from inside the house. According to court records, Charles Ryan pointed a gun at officers but eventually blacked out during the encounter with police because he drank tequila and took sleep medication. As part of his probation. 
addition, the retired corrections director was ordered to pay $8,500 to the Tempe police and temporarily give up his right to vote and possess a firearm. It is time now to check traffic live from the Valley Chevy Dealers Traffic Center. Looks like those crashes are piling up there, Tom. Yeah, we've got a few new ones. One of them is in Mesa, US 60, the ramp to the northbound Loop 101. We have a crash there that's causing some delays. Also in Chandler, Alma School Road and Warner Road, we're still dealing with a crash in Glendale, 67th Avenue and Glendale Avenue. There's still a half an hour left on that Gold Rush Days Parade in Wickenburg. If you're making your way towards Vegas for the big game, you want to use the US 93 to Vulture Mine Road instead of the US 60. It's closed for about three miles for that. Parade for traffic. Tom Keeble, KTAR News. KTAR weather for the valley. It's cloudy out there, but uh, some blue sky peeking out in between those clouds from time to time. We do have a slight chance for just some isolated uh, pop-up showers uh, for the next couple of hours, then more sunshine later in the afternoon. Looks like things are going to be pretty mild uh, for today. 58, the forecast high. Clear and chilly tonight with 41, the overnight low. Sunday is going to be sunny and mild. A little bit of a breeze with 62 for the high. Temperatures will begin to climb next week. Lots of sunshine and uh, light winds and highs in the 60s to start next week. We should be back to the mid 70s by next Friday. It's 48 now in Goodyear. Weather's brought to you by Howard Air. I'm Troy Barrett on Arizona's news station, KTAR News. Chris and Joe. The state senate is trying to clean up our morals, which means you need to toss out half your closet, but it's for the greater good. Go Devils. Chris and Joe. Afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News 92.3 and the KTAR News app. This is Glenn Hayward, owner and founder of GoodWorks Auto Repair in Sunny Tempe. Family owned and operated since 2004. Have you ever gone to a repair shop and felt confused, like they were pushing a bunch of repairs on you that you don't understand? At GoodWorks, we perform a digital inspection, which provides photos and easy-to-understand information so you can make an informed decision. How easy? We categorize the findings into three categories. Green for what is good, yellow for services that need to be done soon so that you can budget for them in the future, and orange for services we recommend you do immediately to avoid severe problems or safety issues that could leave you stranded. And our work is covered with a five-year, 60,000-mile warranty, one of the best warranties in the state. Visit us at goodworksautorepair.com. That's goodworksautorepair.com to make your appointment and experience what it means when we say, we advise, but you decide. Are you tired of wasting time and money on a subpar car wash? The interior isn't clean and there are water spots all over your ride? Hi, I'm Marcus, owner of Pit Stop Auto Detailing in Scottsdale. And I'm Scott, owner of Showcase Mobile Detailing in Gilbert. Two great shops designed to come to you with a five-star rated wash and detail, including reverse osmosis water to make your ride shine like new. Yep, that's right. No more wasting time or money for a bad car wash. Check us out at PitStopDetailing.com or ShowcaseMobileDetailing.com today. Hey guys, Champ here with Champ's Family Automotive. Been serving the Valley for over 15 years, treating customers like family. Integrity, fair pricing, and trust. That's what you should have in your automotive repair facility. We understand that if you treat customers like family, they continue to return to you. Whether you have a domestic, import, or diesel, we have state-of-the-art technology, technicians, and tools to take care of your needs. Award-winning facilities in Goodyear and Surprise. Check us out at ChampsFamilyAutomotive.com. That's ChampsFamilyAutomotive.com. Cars, trucks, minivans, SUVs. You're covered bumper to bumper on KTAR News. Welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm your host, Matt Allen, here with you every single Saturday at 11 for an hour. We go from 11 to noon to help with your car, whatever that may be. Looking for a body shop, have a question on a repair. Do you really need this stuff? Like I talked about you know, earlier, we did some second opinions. A little, you know, you go to a shop, um, you know, and they, they tell you you need some stuff. But what we find sometimes... You know, if you go to a transmission shop sometimes and you tell me you need a transmission, a lot of times you end up with a transmission, even though you didn't get one. That's need one. That's the cynical side of me. Sometimes you go to a shop that only focuses on one type of repair. Let's say it's a 
um, I don't know, they've got 15 locations or 18 locations, and maybe they've got a brand of attire in their name, or they've got the planet in their name, or something like that. Or they've or, got a deep beep in their commercial. Or a family, or whatever. My, my point is, yeah. I believe at a smaller shop, like a bumper-to-bumper radio shop, and you don't even have to be a bump, a mom-and-pop. Yeah. You know, when you start getting into four, five, six locations... You lose something. You lose control as an owner, um, unless you've got a really tight handle on it. And it's my belief, and my belief is supported with documentation. If you end up at a tire store, tire stores sell tires. Then what else do they sell? Anything that goes underneath the car, struts, shocks, bearings, bushings, brakes, that kind of stuff. A lot of these multi-location chain stores, maybe they were family-owned until they got bought out by private equity. They only sell the work that's really easy to do. Sure. So you might have your car come in, and it could have. And I've seen their sales tactics, their sales strategy, seen their sales manuals yes. from some of these places. And they're instructed, we don't tell you everything that's wrong with your car. Now, at my shop, if you come in for an inspection, I'm telling you the good, the bad, the ugly. I'm laying it all out on the table. I'm going to tell you your baby's ugly if it is. <laughs> and we're going to just lay it out. Doesn't mean you need to fix it all, but you need to make an informed decision. A lot of these other shops, and I've read it in their sales manuals, how they train their people. You only tell them three to five hundred dollars of work that they need because everybody has three to five hundred dollars to spend on their car. You don't tell them about the, and then you especially don't tell them about the stuff that we don't work on in our shop. If you're a if you're a tire place or a whatever, whatever big, we've got 18 locations to serve you. Um, they tend to focus on the stuff that's easy and that they like to do, and it's fast movers, and they have a very difficult time actually fixing cars. So, again, I don't want to bag on them too much, although I am. But inside those shops, I will still there are excellent technicians at some of those shops. But I've also seen very, very, very highly technicians, as I respected, that worked at a shop that was now sold, and those guys have lost all their morals and ethics, went away sure. um, with the new ownership. So I don't know. Just be careful. If you're looking for a shop where that won't happen, I hope, bumper to bumperradio.com, you'll find one. And we want to start a new thing. We've got a lot of loyal listeners that send in. We want to recognize you once in a while or every week. So if you'll send a text message in every week at your name, we'll give you a shout-out or you want to say your kid's birthday or something, we're going to try and get in the habit of doing that every weekend. Carrie, you've got somebody that you want to get a shout-out to, a guy that listens all the time and loves your show. Tell yeah, me more. Uh, Jerry, a good buddy of mine at the gym I see most every Saturday night and sometimes at the v- Pavilion Lakes Car Show on Saturdays. Jerry, I know you're listening, buddy. Thanks for listening. <laughs> you always do. You always tell us what we talked about. And just good to know you, buddy, and thanks for continuing to listen to Buffer to Buffer. Yeah, and that goes for everybody out there. We appreciate yeah. you being here. And like I said, if you want to give us a shout-out to your kid's soccer team or the football yeah. team, or the kid's birthday or something, send us a text message and we're going to try and do that at least once a week. We'll we'll do that. So, man, I better get going in here. Um, Who has been waiting? That was Alex that I promised a long time ago. Alex has a Nissan Altima cruising around somewhere in Levine, it looks like. How can we help you, Alex? Hey, uh, thank you for taking my call. Um, I got a a fluctuating temperature and um, uh, it's not like it goes way too high. But um, it, it then doesn't always fluctuate, but every now and then it'll kind of rise up a little bit, even when I'm just idling. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I just rev the engine a little bit, give it a little gas, like I'm not even talking breaking 1,500 RPMs or anything, and then it'll just start dropping. And So it idles high, and then it, will, it sticks up there, and then it will smooth out if you just give it a little bit of a goose, it'll slowly start to drop? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What is the engine temperature at the time that this is happening? Um, oh, no, that's, uh, it's the temperature gauge that I'm looking at that is kind of fluctuating. Well, it kind of goes up. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It, yeah, it's the temperature gauge that I'm looking at, and it kind of just starts fluctuating up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, not when I'm going, and I'm pretty sure it's the airflow and stuff, but this is when I'm coming, like, really slow, like maybe 15, 20 miles an hour. Um, it's not always, it's not consistent in any way. It's just like, it just seems like something's sticking somewhere. Right, and we're talking, I didn't hear it at first, but we are talking about the idle sticking a little bit high, correct? 
Oh, no, no, the temperature gauge. Oh, the temperature gauge. Okay, I'm sorry. I, the, the phone cut out for a second there. So intermittently, the temperature gauge will go up and stay high, and then it comes back down low. Have you checked the coolant level to make sure it's full and all of those, that type of, of oh, yeah. stuff? So the coolant level's full. The gauge fluctuates at times. Really the only thing that you can do to test that, I mean, if you're not having any type of overheating problem, the gauge is fairly inconsistent. Um, you know, it, of course it's got to be full. The, the cooling system needs to be full. The easiest test that you can do just to test the integrity of the, of the rest of the system, you did talk about airflow. And of course, if the car heats up as you come to the stoplight, it's because there's no airflow. So I would be concerned maybe of a cooling fan problem or something like that. I believe that Altum has two fans. So a, a very quick test that you could do. Alex is just turn on the air conditioning and open the hood and both of the fans should come on. This cold temperature, the AC may not kick on right away. Um, so you may only get one fan to come on, but at some point, both of them should kick up, turn on with the AC. If both of those fans come on, that tells us that integrity of that system is working, the wiring, the relays, and everything else. Then we'd want to turn the air conditioner off, elevate the RPMs of the engine, maybe 1,800 or 2,000, and get the car up to operating temperature. And then we want to make sure the fan has the ability to come on and turn off as it's prescribed to do in the computer programming. You know, that fan might kick on at 211 degrees or 219 and then turn back off again when it gets down to 201. We want to see that thing go through a cycle. And if all of those things are working that prevent the car from overheating, now we have to wonder if we have a gauge problem. And then it's a matter of, looking at and understanding how that system works. Sometimes there's multiple temperature sensors. There might be one for the gauge and one for the computer. There might be just be one temperature sensor that sends a signal to the computer and that uses that for the engine running, but then that computer then sends another signal to a body control module that then sends the signal to the gauge. So once we know that the engine is not having a, 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 a true fluctuation in temperature, we have to prove that the engine temperature is maintained. And if it is, then we've got an electrical issue with a gauge. Now, if that temperature, if we can put a thermometer on there or a, you know, a, a sensor to, to monitor that, and we are actually getting fairly quick temperature fluctuations, maybe we have a thermostat or something like that that's sticking intermittently. So those... Those strange problems and even Alex simple things. Check the battery. I know it sounds goofy. Probably not as tough on the 2014 car is important. But if you got bad battery connections, remember those gauges, they have a power supply and then something, a computer or something draws them to ground or they already have a ground and they're being supplied a voltage to get that gauge to land where it wants to. And if you don't have good connections, you've got a little bit of extra resistance where you shouldn't, it's going to throw everything off. So start maybe with making sure the battery connections are clean. Let's make sure that the cooling fan and all the systems are operating properly and then that helps you with your diagnosis. Hopefully you can get that figured out. Good luck with that. Got to take a quick break. We've got Dell again. has got another question. Ron and Surprise, Bob and Scottsdale. There's some text messages. We'll be right back. This is Mac, Max Complete Auto Repair in Chandler. Family owned and operated, we've been steering you right with honest, reliable, and trustworthy service since day one. With an AC certified technicians under the hood, your vehicle is in the hands of experts. Plus, our work comes with an unbeatable three years or 50,000 mile warranty. With a commitment to 100% customer satisfaction, we're not just fixing cars, we're building trust. Check us out online at macsautorepairs.com. Towing. You may not need it today, but when you do, you really do. Who do you call? In Arizona, there's one company that stands apart. Professional Towing. Professional Towing has an unwavering dedication to prioritizing customers' needs with transparency, honesty, and integrity. They cover light duty to medium duty and heavy duty transport, guaranteeing top service in all towing categories. Check them out at ProTowingAZ.com or call 480-797-9922 today. Fast, friendly, and reliable. That's Professional Towing. Hi. 
This is Jamison Hunter. I'm the East Valley Manager for Bulwark Pest Control here in the Valley. As a family-run company, we pride ourselves on taking care of our customers, and with an army of technicians running daily, our fleet vehicles rack up the miles and wear. So about four years ago, we got tired of the constant runaround and lack of follow-up from our previous fleet maintenance relationships. We were contacted by Lee Weatherby and his team at Accurate Automotive. The difference was night and day. They always communicate the status of our vehicles and get us back on the road safely and in a timely manner, which is crucial for our day-to-day operations. They even work seamlessly with our fleet leasing company. They treat us like family and above all else, they are impeccably honest. I now take my personal vehicle there as well. We've never been happier. If you're looking to make a change for the better for your company or your family, go check out Accurate Automotive at accurateautomotive.com today. So just how far down do you want to go? Well, we could talk it out over a cup of joe And you could look deep into my eyes Like I was a supermodel Uh-huh Welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. We've got about 10 minutes to wrap this baby up today. And man, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm looking out here kind of the northwest out this window, and the sun's trying like heck to get out, Gary. I don't know, a little, a little dark up there around Scottsdale, it, it looks like. But the, the sun's going to be shining. If you're up there at the golf course walking around and you forgot your sunglasses, I mean, people are walking from far away. I mean, they're walking or they're parking two miles away and Ubering. If you forgot your sunglasses, you're going to need some today. Stop it at Shady Rays. They're at uh, Kierland, right on the the uh, south side, big old building right there. The sun's not shining now, but inside Shady Rays, the sun's always shining. You can get some really, really cool sunglasses at a good price. And guess what? If you have too many cocktails and you lose them today... They give you new ones for free. So think about that next time you're shopping for some glasses and go in there and use the code or go online to get 30% off using the code B, the number two in B for bumper to bumper. So check them out. Shady Rays at Kierland. Let's get to some phones, Carrie. My fr- oh, let me read a text message. My friend has a Ford SUV. He went to blah, blah, blah and Chandler for an oil change. They were there a few days. They told me need a battery. For over $200. He didn't do it. Is this the normal process? Can you please repeat where you are located, website, etc.? Batteries are expensive. Um, I took a walk through one of the very po- – AutoZone, it doesn't matter. Because I, I occasionally will walk through all the auto parts stores just to see. Because sometimes I'm in my own little bubble. Batteries are expensive. They've gone up in price. You should not expect to spend less than – probably having a battery put in your car. That Ford SUV, some cars are now having two batteries. If you've got start-stop technology in the car, you've got a main battery, and you've got an auxiliary battery, I would recommend if one of them fails, you replace them both at the same time. The next thing I would recommend, and I don't care if you're buying it from me or anybody else, I don't have any skin in the game, so to speak. If your battery's three years old or more, Get rid of it and get a new one. It doesn't owe you anything. I think I talked about it a couple weeks ago, and I desperately need to get a hold of somebody from AC Delco and have someone that's authorized. You know, these big companies, they got to have somebody that's authorized to talk about their product, but they know. These batteries now, they have absorbed glass mat. They're not just lead-acid batteries with water in them. It's all kinds of different technology. But I'm telling you, it used to be you go out to start the car and it sounded a little bit funny, and then next time you went to start it, you went, woohoo! thank God it started. Or it charged back up when you drove it for a little bit, and it fired off perfectly fine. But then the next morning, it was a little weak again. These new ones, they give up the ghost. Boom, it's, it's it. You went in the store and you come out, it is dead Fred. <laughs> so so that's on the battery, yeah, absolutely. You're going to spend a little bit. You got a BMW or a Euro car, you're spending 500 bucks. And, and not only that, you can't just go put a battery in. I also tell you this, the worst thing you can almost possibly do, unless you're desperate or dying for the convenience, is to have that mobile battery van from the Alphabet people come out and put a battery in your car. They don't have the service. They don't, well, 
shouldn't say that maybe. I don't believe that they've got all the equipment to properly install your battery, verify the system is working right, and register the battery with the car. You can't just put a new battery in. These cars have intelligent charging systems. They need to know the amp hours, the reserve capacity, and everything about that battery so they can maintain the charge level. If you put a new one in and it doesn't know it's a new one, it's going to treat it like an old one, and it's going to ruin the alternator or the battery. So that's your caution on batteries. Carry your pregnant with thoughts. Plus, you guys always say, "Don't do it. Don't let you get your pardon me. Don't get yourself caught in the summer." Yeah, change the battery now. Well, again, I, I maybe I overuse this term, but it doesn't owe you anything. Right. I don't smoke, but you see people taking that last drag out of the cigarette. They're down to the filter. I mean, I think smoking's disgusting. I'm sorry if I offend you, but that's just my analogy. It, it, God, throw the thing away and get a new one. Would you? Don't don't squeeze everything out of it. Just go get a new battery if it's been in there for a while. We see that a lot of people come from the Midwest too. Batteries last a long time there, not here. So um, Bob's got a oh no Robin no it is Bob I'm all over the place today Bob's got a Sierra GMC 214 in Scottsdale Bob how can we help you Can you give me a rough estimate how much it costs you know to disable the active fuel management I know it's quite a a job you got to replace the cam and the lifters and reprogram it and all that Yeah there's some ways to do that you can um, you can go to Amazon. And uh, don't tell anybody I told you. Just go to Amazon. There's a little product you can buy that plugs into the connector and it disables it. I haven't, we haven't done a lot of them. Those things are nice to disable because they sometimes cause some problems and extra wear. And, and what he's talking about is the active fuel management on uh, GM cars. They've had it on all kinds of different cars in the past. But effectively what it does is it, it, it cuts um, hydraulic pressure to the lifter and then shuts off the fuel. And so you're turning your eight-cylinder down to a four-cylinder or a six-cylinder to just to cruise and reduce power, you know, save fuel economy. But, Bob, yeah, there, there's mechanical ways to just eliminate that, and a lot of people will do that when they're making an engine repair, or there's also an electronic way to disable it. So if you're somewhat inclined, you could probably find that uh, device on Amazon. Amazon, plug it in, and it's no big deal. So something you can probably handle. Ron and Surprise 2015 F350 Platinum. That's a nice rig there. What's going on? Well, I went in for an emission test, mm-hmm. and um, they say on the emission test uh, that um, th- there's a recall, mm-hmm. and I should take it in to get it taken care of. To the Ford dealership that I bought it, mm-hmm. and it says the recall title. It says crankcase, ventilation, oil separator assembly. Uh-huh. And is that? And so I took it in, and and, and they acted like it was nothing. That it, it was no big deal, and this, they said, "Well, is, is it is it bothering you when you anything happening when you drive it?" And so I said, no, not, I, I don't notice it at all. So I guess the question I have is, is how important is that? Is it a te- it's a recall item. Okay, so if it's a recall, not a technical service bulletin. If it's a recall, they have to perform the service. Um, okay. Now, the, the the recall might describe a symptom, and they may be asking you if you, if you um, are experiencing that symptom. It's a possibility that, well, it, you know, if it came from the emission station, they're doing that now, letting people know there's open recalls. It could possibly be that yours did not fall in the VIN specification. You know, they got it. They've drilled that down to the exact production time and line when they came off the line. So there's a possibility that it may not have applied to your car. I would call them back, talk to the service department, and let them know, you know, tell them you're in, and you want to verify that, in fact, that um, recall was performed on your vehicle. You could also maybe okay. look it up at NHTSA. I always get that uh, NH, NTHSB or whatever. Get that. Yeah, NHTSA, that's it. Get yeah. NHTSA looked up, and you could put in your VIN number, and that will tell you what the recall is and describe it to you. But absolutely, okay. if it's a recall, they absolutely should be doing it. It's not something that's subjective. Well, are you feeling it? Do you know about it? Nah, no, nah, then don't. Right. Then don't worry about well, that's it. That's kind of the way I feel, yeah. Yeah, and they may yeah. not. They may have just been quizzing you about it, and they may have already fixed it. So you could ask them. You 
you could even call another dealer and say, hey, here's my VIN number. Can you see if this recall has been done? So hopefully that works for you, Ron. And then, again, that's separate from a technical service bulletin. Technical service bulletins are not recalls. They're just a bulletin that goes out to repair shops or to the dealers that say, hey, this particular model we'll see in this happen a lot. Instead of bench, you know, spending a bunch of time messing around, it's this little little uh, widget over here, and and it's really easy. And you just do that to avoid going through a whole process. That's a technical service bulletin as compared to a to a recall. So Dell is back. Dell was one of our first callers in Florence. He's got another question. I forgot about a different car. What's going on with the next one, Dell? Hi again, and I appreciate you taking me. Sure. Uh, I I have a. Excuse me, please. A 2006 Blazer. It's a four-wheel drive. It's a, a, a Chevy. And um, it was, uh, they attempted at this one shop to uh, uh, align it. Well, it was taken back and said, well, they did make a mistake. And they, But the bottom line is I got too many different stories on it, so I'm asking you, what causes it to pull to the right? Now, it, it has good tires on it. Um, and it's been well maintained, uh, I thought. But anyway, that's just where I'm at. What what is the cause of it keep pulling to the right? Well, I, that's, I'll tell you what the the angles. There's a lot of things that can cause that. Go back, I think a couple of weeks ago, we talked. <clears throat> excuse me about alignment angles. You can go to bumper to bumperradio.com and listen to one of the old shows. But camber that's the amount of the top of the tire tilting in or out if you've got too much camber or positive leaning out the car's going to pull that direction if you've got a lot of caster casters like the angle of the top and the bottom of the axle if you will that's not a great description but picture your grocery cart wheel if it's got too much caster on one side than the other you ever go pull the grocery start and the damn thing wants to go the other direction well the the caster wheel isn't lined up right so you can do an alignment on a computer and have everything in the green on the specs. It's still not a good alignment. So after you have specs, then you have to adjust for the road condition. So Dale, it just needs to get into an alignment shop or somebody that can, can take care of that. Gosh, and, I, and if I can add also, how good are the tires? Well, yeah, you've got to make sure tire pressures are set. You know, So if you have a pulling problem and they say the alignment's good, now take your left front tire and put it in the right front. Switch them. If it changes, you have a tire pressure. And I apologize. I've got a lot of text messages here. I'll try to answer some real quick. I've got some stuff i got to go do. Um, if I don't answer them, to you. Tune in next week, and I'm going to use them on the show. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Stay dry, stay cool, have fun. We'll see you next Saturday.